RT8K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. The veteran actor, Kenneth Zung, is found dead at a quarantine hotel. Covid cases rise for the first time in several days after last week's easing of social distancing rules. And the government plans to change immigration laws to force airlines to report who is flying into Hong Kong. Veteran actor Kenneth Zung has died in a quarantine hotel. He was 87. Sources say he tested negative for Covid yesterday, but when health officials went to his room this morning, he didn't answer. Police say they found a body after being called to the Kowloon Hotel in Chimcha Choi. Frank Young looks back at Mr Zung's career. OK, we start from the beginning. Kenneth Zung started out on his acting career in the 1950s and landed leading roles in many 1960s Hong Kong films. He played supporting roles next to Chow Yun-fat in popular films in the 1980s, including A Better Tomorrow and his sequel, and also The Killer. He burst into Hollywood in 1998 with a role in The Replacement Killers and was also a supporting actor in the James Bond film Die Another Day. Mr. Zhang won Best Supporting Actor at the Hong Kong Film Awards in 2015 for his role in Overheard 3. Sources say Chief Executive Candidate John Lee will reveal his manifesto on Friday morning. It's understood that the policy platform will be released at a press conference at the Convention Centre at 11 o'clock. The Centre for Health Protection has reported 430 new coronavirus cases today, 83 more than yesterday. Officials said there were 15 imported infections and 8 newly recorded deaths of Covid patients. The centre's Dr Chuan Shukwan said a rise in new infections was not unexpected after the easing of social distancing rules and the resumption of in-person schooling last week. More people are out and about and there are traffic jams. Contacts between people have increased. So even if there's a rebound in cases, it's expected. We'll monitor whether the rebound will be big. New COVID-19 cases in Shanghai have continued to fall for the fourth consecutive day, with officials reporting some 1,600 symptomatic infections and almost 12,000 that are asymptomatic. Deaths also dipped slightly to 48 from 52. But the city still accounts for the bulk of infections nationwide. Xiao Dandan from the Shanghai Health Commission spoke through an interpreter. To further eradicate the cases and have a dynamic zero-case scenario, we must have categorized measures and take collective efforts. And to that end, we will minimize the gathering activities. We will continue to have the static management of this whole region, the all-mass nucleic acid testing, comprehensive disinfection, to find any loophole. Beijing confirmed 31 new local symptomatic cases and three asymptomatic infections, the highest since the Omicron variant surfaced. The government says it plans to legislate later this year to require airlines to tell immigration authorities who they are bringing to Hong Kong before flights depart. It's part of wider changes to immigration laws introduced last summer to bring the SAR in line with requirements from international aviation regulators. Damon Pang reports. In papers submitted to the legislature, the Security Bureau says personal details of incoming travellers will have to be sent to the Immigration Department 40 minutes before a flight is scheduled to take off. 
It proposes a maximum fine of $100,000 for airlines that fail to provide accurate and timely information or who bring in passengers who have been told they cannot board a flight. The Bureau says that people with right of abode here will not be barred from boarding because the basic law guarantees them the freedom to travel to and from Hong Kong. Officials say they plan to table the legislation in the second half of this year. And the weather. There'll be cloudy periods overnight. Coastal fog tomorrow morning. The minimum temperature will be about 26 degrees. Mainly fine and hot during the day, with a maximum temperature reaching around 32 degrees in the urban areas. And it will be a couple of degrees warmer in the new territories. Moderate east to southeasterly winds. The outlook it'll stay mainly fine and hot in the coming couple of days. It will be windy with more showers and it will be a little cooler on Sunday and Monday. Temperature at the observatory now 28 degrees. Humidity 85%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. The District Court has been told that prosecutors have accused two more people in connection with a fraud case they're pursuing against Jimmy Lai, the founder of the now-defunct Next Digital, over the use of the company's headquarters. One is Mr Lai's former assistant, Mark Simon, and the other, Rosa Ho, a lawyer who worked at the media company. The revelation came at the start of the tycoon's latest trial, as Jimmy Choi reports. The prosecution alleges that Lai, together with others, concealed from the Hong Kong Science and Technology Parks Corporation from April 1, 1998 to the end of 2015, that Next Digital's Chengkwano headquarters had been used for purposes other than those specified in documents and a lease signed between the corporation and Apple Daily Printing. Mr Lai and Next Digital's former administrative director, Wang Wai Kang, were both also accused of a similar concealment between 2016 and mid-2020, together with the firm's former chief operating officer and others. Because of the concealment, its alleged science parks took no action to enforce its rights, benefiting Apple Daily Printing and Deco Consultants and prejudicing the corporation. At the start of Mr Lai and Mr Wang's trial, the pair denied the charges against them. Mr Wong's lawyer also told the district court that she had concerns about two new names that appeared in the prosecution's opening statement seen by her the day before. She said for the first time Mr Lai's former assistant Mark Simon and Next Digital's former in-house lawyer Rosa Ho had been accused by the prosecution of defrauding science parks, along with her client and Mr Lai. She said the prosecution should explain why a lawyer's business dealings could form part of this case. Judge Stanley Chan agreed to adjourn the hearing to next Tuesday to allow time for the prosecution to clarify the matter. The trial was expected to last 25 days. Mr Wong is on bail while Mr Lai is in prison serving a sentence for protest-related offences. Stock market operator Hong Kong Exchanges and Clearing has posted a 31% fall in first quarter profits, citing a lacklustre IPO market and reduced trading. The bulls operator said headline average daily turnover rebounded from the fourth quarter, but was down by a third on a year ago. Its CEO, Nicholas Agozin, said the resurgence of COVID in Hong Kong and the mainland was having an effect, as are geopolitical tensions. In the first quarter of 2022, HKEX continued to deliver robust results despite the challenging macro backdrop due to ongoing market volatility and geopolitical fragility. Key financials held steady for the fourth quarter of 2021, but were down from a very strong first 
first quarter of 2021 and reflected a normalization of our long-term growth trend. Meanwhile, Beijing's Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office said Mr. Agizin met its deputy director, Huan Liquan, in the capital yesterday to discuss matters such as strengthening financial cooperation. Private home prices have slipped further to a 15-month low. New government figures show that private home prices fell for a third consecutive month in March, edging down 0.7% from February. Prices for flats of all sizes dropped, with the biggest fall of more than 2% for homes measuring 1,720 square feet or more. Rent also continued to fall, reaching a 10-month low in March. The foreign ministry in Beijing has condemned yesterday's bombing in Pakistan that killed three Chinese nationals and their Pakistani driver. A separatist militant group claimed responsibility for the bombing in Karachi. The Chinese victims were all teachers at Karachi University's Confucius Institute. At a briefing in Beijing, Foreign Ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin said the attack was premeditated and that China would work with Pakistan to bring justice to those responsible. Chinese blood will not be shed in vain. China firmly supports Pakistan's counter-terrorism efforts. We will work together with Pakistan and spare no efforts to chase and severely punish the perpetrators and let them pay a heavy price for what they did. Turning overseas, the Russian energy giant Gazprom's decision to halt supplies to Bulgaria and Poland has drawn a furious reaction in the European Union. Moscow said the move was in response to country's refusal to pay for gas in Russian rubles, which had, it had demanded in an attempt to get around sanctions. European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen had this to say. It comes as no surprise that the Kremlin uses fossil fuels to try to blackmail us. This is something the European Commission has been preparing for in close coordination and solidarity with member states and international partners. Our response will be immediate, united and coordinated. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov denied the EU's accusations. Russia has been and remains a reliable energy supplier to its clients and Russia remains committed to its contractual obligations. This new method of payment was necessitated by unprecedented unfriendly steps in the economy and the financial sector taken by unfriendly countries against us. This was dictated by the fact that, as you know, a significant amount of our reserves were blocked or, in other words, stolen. Therefore, there is no question of any blackmail. A court in Myanmar has sentenced Aung San Suu Kyi, the country's deposed civilian leader, to five years in jail for corruption. Here's the BBC's Saranjana Tiwari. Wednesday's sentencing was centred on allegations of her accepting gold and cash payments amounting to $600,000. Ms Suu Kyi denies the allegations, calling them absurd. The case was being held behind closed doors and the judge reportedly handed down the verdict within moments of the court convening. Lawyers have told the BBC they were not able to meet Ms Suu Kyi. Myanmar's military insists the trials are independent and fair, but the international community has called them farcical and has demanded her release. 
Singapore has executed a mentally disabled Malaysian man condemned for a drug offence after a court dismissed a last-minute challenge from his mother and international police to spare him. Naganthran Damalingan had been on death row for over a decade after he was convicted of trafficking about 43 grams of heroin into Singapore. His supporters said he should have been spared because of his mental impairment. Katrina Jureen Maliamau is the executive director of Amnesty International in Malaysia. There has been consistent opposition to the imposition of the death penalty for Nagendran. Many experts who have assessed Nagendran uh, multiple times and they have in fact found that, you know, he has uh, cognitive disabilities. As we all know, I mean, it not just goes against uh, international human rights law, which in fact it does. It is in contravention of the uh, Convention of the Rights of the Persons with Disabilities, which Singapore is party to. You're prohibited from imposing the death penalty on uh, anyone with a mental or intellectual disability that could have impeded their defence. But also it just flies in the face of basic humanity and basic human values. And so we are incredibly saddened and angered by the decision of the Singapore government to continue on with the execution of Nagendran this morning. Sport and in what's been dubbed a Champions League classic, Manchester City outlasted Real Madrid 4-3 in the first leg of the semi-finals. Pep Guardiola's side could be carrying a bigger lead into the return leg in Spain next week, but missed many chances at the Etihad. Still, he was delighted with how City played. It's not one complaint about the result, no complaint about the performance, anything. So I'm so proud, I'm sorry, I'm so incredible, happy the way we perform in front of the world. A team like Las Decades is there, insist with that, and a team like have a lot of experience with that, and we, we did everything. Liverpool host Villarreal in the first leg of their semi-final tonight at Anfield. Ahead of the meeting, Reds manager Jurgen Klopp heaped praise on his opposite number, Unai Emery. I had a lot of respect for Unai Emery and Villarreal before um, because I saw the games, obviously, but only with one eye against Bayern, um, Juve a little bit. But meanwhile, I watched them properly and, um, wow, impressive. Um, Unai is a world-class coach and, did an, 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 and is doing an incredible job there. The Miami Heat are progressing in the NBA playoffs. They got the better of the Atlanta Hawks 97-94 in Game 5 for a 4-1 series win. Bam Adebayo contributed 20 points and 11 rebounds. He says playing tough defense was key to their success. You know, our scheme is something we've been doing our whole year. Uh, you know, when you, when you have a team uh, like Atlanta who run and they're the head of the stake as a point guard who can shoot from, you know, 40 feet, you know, our, our scheme was just... You know, get up, force them into tough shots, uh, you know, be physical and live with the results. In the West, Phoenix and Memphis each need just one more win to advance. The Sun shut down the New Orleans Pelicans 112-97 at home, while the Grizzlies rallied from 13 points down in the fourth to stun Minnesota Timberwolves 111-109. They both lead 3-2. A reminder of our top stories tonight. Veteran actor Kenneth Zerg is found dead at a quarantine hotel. Covid cases rise for the first time in several days after last week's easing of social distancing rules and the government will change immigration laws to force airlines to report who is flying into Hong Kong. The news from RTHK.
70s Art Garfunkel, 99 miles from LA, penned by Albert Hammond and Hal David. And in fact, Albert Hammond's version is also pretty good. Released in 75, the same year as that version from Art Garfunkel came out. It was on Art's album Breakaway, if I remember correctly, around uh, the mid-70s. Thanks for tuning in. We're into our second hour this Wednesday night, edging our way towards Thursday morning and ever closer to the weekend. If you like a song tonight, do get in touch. It's Radio Pete at Gmail. Erin's been in touch to ask for Cindy Lauper time after time. Sometimes you pick 
done what 